everybody, and welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. See you next Tuesday, and a preemptive issuing an apology, Jivanisi. <laughs> and today, we're talking about making real relationships in a virtual reality. Pretty clever, if I don't say so myself. Uh, <laughs> joining me on the show is someone I've met many years ago at the very first podcast movement conference. He runs a podcast called The Travelers and a transformative travel community site called joinholocene.com. How do you spell that? H-O-L-O-C-E-N-E. Thank you. Yes. Joinholocene.com. But also, he's a front-end web, web he's a front-end website designer, my neighbor, technically eh, enough. Close enough. Close enough. And beer drinking buddy. So <laughs> Nathaniel Boyle, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's really Exciting to be on here. Yeah, and uh, so number seven or something. This is number seven. Sweet. Yeah, and 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 um, you're my beer drinking buddy, and I, you brought over beers. I would say that, yeah, and we're having the beer. I think that we more or less developed like a genuine friendship around. Yeah, uh, having just moved out here, I've been coming and going for about a year, and I've just moved out here to the Boulder area about mm-hmm. six months ago, seven months ago, maybe now. Um, so, yeah, and at some point we started drinking out of range, which is uh, this little IPA in Belgian uh, brewery up in the mountains. Yeah. And it's our, what, would you say it's your favorite brewery it's my, like, yeah, in the world? Yeah, it's my favorite. Yeah, it's, yeah. Way, it's way up there for me. Yeah. I just realized I'm still wearing my headphones. Like, what the fuck are you wearing your headphones for? <laughs> um, and uh, we're drinking out of the uh, out of range glasses that I got. I thought it was appropriate. It's a beautiful beer. It's a beautiful it is a nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a New England style IPA. It's called Shell. Nope. What's the one, what it's called? This is just Outer Range IPA. Oh, it's just like they're they're like house oh, okay. IPA. It's really good. What time is it? Two forty five. Yeah, day drinking. Two forty five. But it's Saturday. So it it's is Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get into it. I think. I don't think. I know we're gonna get into it. That's. Literally why I set all this shit up in the office, or in the office, in my office upstairs uh, here in Boulder, Colorado. Um, but before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. I also want to mention that I've published six episodes so far of this podcast, which we just mentioned. This is episode number seven. And the latest episode, where I talked to Justin Jackson about mental health, has gotten 216 downloads, which we're just getting started. Yep. Do you remember, like, okay, well, real quick, before that, Corbett's episode, which mm-hmm. was 
006, or the way I, or no, sorry, uh, episode number five, I just label them 00, you know. Yes. Because eventually they're going to go higher than that. Uh, that one got 266 downloads. I don't know why, but his episode, like, there's a big spike, and I don't know why. His, did any of them share it with their audiences? Both of them did, yes. Okay. Yeah. In fact, Justin, probably more so than Corbett did. Huh. I don't know. It was just like, when you look at it, it's just this huge spike in, in Transistor.fm, which is what I use for the hosting. Uh, they were both fantastic episodes, and if you haven't already, go back and give those a listen. Also, if you're digging this show, please leave a review on iTunes, because I feel like that's been helping. Right now, I think I have 11 views, or 11 reviews, and if you do leave a review, bonus points for making it funny. When you did your podcast, you're still doing it. Are you still doing it? It's been on hiatus for a little hiatus. bit. Hiatus. Yeah. Do you remember what do you what what was your la- like what was your peak traffic wise or or listen wise? Downloads? Yes. Oh geez, somewhere in somewhere in or around nine thousand downloads, let's say, maybe eight. Really? Eight to ten. Per episode. Yeah. But that was a peak. And that was not that was, like yeah. I wouldn't say that was consistent. That was a couple episodes that were shared. Right. Uh, I had my own standard maybe five to six thousand downloads that's pretty good that's really good yeah it's really good and um and then and then they'd be shared to audiences that would consume them you know like massive email lists of my guests oh okay um what um keep hitting them keep hitting the uh yeah it's not a good system right now i need a better system i'm gonna adjust myself that's fine um how many how many how many episodes did it take to get there do you do you know because I'm trying to think, even when I did Listen Money Matters, how many episodes it took to got to get there. It's a slow climb, yeah. right? And it doesn't. I don't think that there is a set figure to hang your hat on because podcasting is becoming a lot more competitive, right? So entering the market 5, now it used to be five thousand. Like that was when you got to five thousand downloads an episode. Yeah, you were in it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that like at at some point. Uh, there was just such a, a, an uptick in the number of podcasts available that right. it took forever to to finally get there. I don't remember what, what the number was. I want to say a hundred over a hundred. Wow, really? Yeah, I think it took a while. But like for me, I also yeah, it's probably us too. Yeah, it was slow, it. but I had a very instant like boost because when I launched my podcast, I had everyone I knew review it, and I got up to like a mm. hundred reviews within like the first couple of weeks. Oh man, I need to do that. Yeah, I like asked everyone and like you know. actually went out and emailed people and asked them. Yeah, or got on you know, Facebook like and I did was like, that hey, too. Friends yeah. and um. Just, yeah, like got all my friends and my family and, you know, wow. like everyone to just put something in there because every, I knew that there was some kind of factor here to get you in the new noteworthy section on iTunes. Oh, yeah, and then yeah. once you're there, that's it's, when you it, get to Skywheel, right? Yeah, because it's the thing. I think it's like we talk about how distribution or whatever, really discovery is like, I think the issue in, in the, the, for podcasting. The, for podcasters, yeah. it's, it's, yes, Broadcasting is tough and production is tough, but it's really like getting people to yeah. not just even want to listen to you, but to actually know you exist. Right. It's so hard because you really are one in a giant sea. Yeah. Of, yeah, just, yeah. And there's always new ones coming out. Yeah. And, I, and it's only one area. Like it's not, a, it's not the internet. It's mm-hmm. one, it's iTunes, mm-hmm. right? It's, you know, yeah. I don't want to go too far down that road because that's not what we're talking about. No. Um, we're talking about 
How to Win Friends and Influence People. <laughs> have yes. you ever read that? No, I've not. No, neither no. have I. Yeah. yeah. It sounds useful. Yeah. So I was talking to Steph, and Steph said, like, I, Steph wants to be the producer of the show, which I'm more than happy with, because I'm still trying to figure out what the show is about, and and I, it's kind of like I want to take a topic, and I want to ma- put a higher level on it, or just talk about it in a more abstract way, and... You know, we last night we were drinking. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Uh, we were drinking and and we were talking about what we were going to talk about today. And I was like, we could talk about design. We're both website designers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but what? There's got to be something better. And obviously, it's not going to be the one and only time we chat about anything. But uh, Steph, this morning I was talking to her and she's like, you guys are both very good at meeting people and and she said you're the most outgoing entrepreneurs or most what do they call the uh, extroverted entrepreneur she's ever met and we're really good at just talking to people that we don't know and it's i guess it's a superpower because i've always had it and i don't know I don't know if I could ever teach it. Mm. You know, if I had to teach an introvert how to be an extrovert, I don't know what, what I would be, if I could do that. Yeah, that sounds really hard. Right. So uh, let me just like dive in here real quick and yeah. just comment on some of the things you've said. Because first of all, I don't identify uh, as an extrovert. Like, you don't. But I also don't identify as an introvert. I would definitely identify with the term ambivert, which is oh, really? basically <laughs> the thing. The, exist- the, the idea that this isn't a, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, like a, like it's it's not an either or. This is not uh-huh. very black and white. It's a spectrum, and uh-huh. an ambivert can can sort of maneuver between the both planes of introversion and extroversion. Uh-huh. So for me, like I've I've always really appreciated solitude. I don't like to work necessarily around other people, depending on the the project. I do like co working, so that's not entirely true, but. I creative like creative privacy and solitude really matter to me. And then Yeah, me too. But then at the same time, like I crave social uh contact, uh, inspiration, uh, all yeah. that. And what's interesting is I definitely used to consider myself more of an introvert until I started podcasting. Right. And I would bring people on the show and I would start interviewing them and going, I just, I just found that I had a lot of fun making actual genuine connections with people when I, I don't know, like once upon a time I would have said, no, no, I'm I'm not, that's, what am I going to talk about? I'm awkward. I'm going to stumble, whatever. Right. right? But the actual act of creating and going, like getting out of my comfort zone and creating something Mm -hmm. really literally like transformed my own self perception of, who I am and how I can do things. And now I've developed through all of this entrepreneurship and creativity and, and conferences and stuff. And yeah, yeah. A confidence yeah. that we can hit record right. and words are going to come out of my mouth. Uh, and you're not going to stumble over them. Yeah. No, I mean, I consider myself a conversationalist now and mm-hmm. I don't think that's up for debate, but I think I used to be like the other way. Yeah. It's I, not something you were born with. Though. No, I just think that I was, I just That's think I weird. was too self self conscious. I think I was just I was maybe holding on to like teenage awkwardness or something. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know where that comes from. But That's interesting. I didn't know that. I would I to me I was a ham. <laughs> you know, like I grew up <laughs> yeah, yeah. making I was in plays and I was in 
uh, make trying to make my grandparents laugh. Yeah, you know, so I did theater. And, I did theater as well, but I couldn't wait to get off stage. I oh, much preferred man. to be the director, and so I studied theater and film direction for ten years. Yeah, because I loved working with the actors and the creativity of all of that. Oh, okay. I loved making personal connections with people and helping them make confident choices on stage or on screen, but the actual act of doing it myself was never a comfort zone for me. Oh, interesting. And it wasn't until I like hit record and I was like, okay, I'm on with my first guest. Yeah. Then it was over. I was like, I feel electrified from that experience. You mean like you have energy? Yeah. Like it gives you energy. Exactly. I mean, I think there are kind of there, there's, there's two kinds of work in this world. There's the work that exhausts you. It takes everything out of you to do it. And then mm-hmm. there's the work that kind of recharges you that by the time you're right. done, you're like, whoa, that yeah. one felt amazing. I want to keep going. And you come out with like a high. Yeah. I thrive off of the latter. The former for me is, is, is very hard. Sure. You know? Um, and I think that's probably true for most people, but yeah, I, I would imagine some people and I, I am one of these people really needs that kind of work. Like the, the self, iterating feedback loop of like creative confidence where yeah. you create something and you're like, that was great. Let's keep going. Cause I'm only getting better here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the same exact way. Uh, and I feel, I do feel like an extrovert. I feel like I crave human. I don't even know if I crave human connection, like one-on-one connection. I crave being at the center of attention at a party or talking to a bunch of people at a party or, when I go to conferences, I mean, I think so to, to talk about the conference thing, cause, uh, as you know, there's so much we can, we can go on here, which is, and I want to talk about our personal stuff, which is, you know, you and I both moved away from the East coast mm-hmm. to a state full of people we don't know. And I moved out here with Steph and she was the only person I knew. And, we also don't have traditional jobs where we weren't moving out across the country and going and working at, uh, at you know, TD Bank or Chase Bank or whatever and having a group of people kind of piped into and go, oh, we're all going to have drinks, you know, on Friday, right? you know, and, and sort of make friends that way. We had to, as entrepreneurs, you have to sort of make these connections somehow through the internet mm-hmm. and go, how do I turn this into a real thing? And, and um, to even go back before you and I moved out here. I, when I first went solopreneur, right. When I first got laid off and I was isolated in my home, I was, I don't know if you were, if you ever did this, were you a part of any online communities where you like, uh, like paid member communities or stuff? Like I was part of the keyword Academy, which was like a entrepreneurial, um, members only, we taught, we, you know, we learned about SEO and I was in the forums and talking to people. And, uh, and then after that I was in fizzle and I'd met actual people who I'm friends mm. with today. Yeah. So no is the answer. No, to that. but okay. I, I, um, have been in a, in a steady number of masterminds that oh, okay. have basically formed mostly from confidence, uh, conferences or, uh, real world events in which I met people and then they were like, yeah, I'm thinking of doing a mastermind and I would be, say, yes, let's do it. Let's like try to find a few more people and we'll and, just do and this. And you mean on like virtual mass, like going on yeah, Skype like with every, four people every or week. something? Yeah, exactly. Who did you, who did you do that with? Um, like, do you remember your first one? Uh, yes. And I, this you is don't before, know, you don't know anybody. I don't know, yeah. Um, you might know, you might know some of the guys in my, um, 
like Scott McMahon from he's he's a I met him at WDS, I think. Okay. Um, and so what came first, Rose. conferences or, the, or this? The, what, what you, what's this? Masterminds? Yeah. Oh, uh, the conferences. So I knew that, I knew that like meeting other like-minded people was going to be key to success. And so you, I- You knew that. Yeah. So like as I was conceptualizing my online business, as I was conceptualizing- uh, the podcast. Yes. I started to attend things. And so like, I can't remember when that first podcast movement was, but I knew I wanted to be like, how did you know to do that? I am sure that I read advice. Really? That suggested, you know, don't go this alone. Um, mm. That was a big part of it. Uh, and this and, is when you were starting the podcast, right? Yeah. This is how, 2013? Yeah. I, wanted like to, I mean, I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn yeah. from the people that I was reading. I, you know, I started the podcast when I, it was tw- uh, 2014. Okay. It was like the day my right. daughter was born. It's the exact same day I launched the podcast. Okay. So I can always qualify that. Um, Wait, the exact same day? I, I, it was, I don't, I mean, I, I remember publishing like episode four or something from the hospital. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> um, you're yeah. like, I, I know you're in pain. I have to go. People are expecting this. I commit it. I'm committed to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We both have to birth something. Yeah, day, please. Yeah. I, I'm like, stop crying. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know real pain? Yeah, yeah. Podcast. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, Okay, so that's interesting. Did you, okay, did you go to the conference? And what conference was your first? Was it was it podcast movement? Uh, no, it was probably either like NMX or WDS. I want to say it was NMX. Well, a New Media Expo, yeah. which was blog blog world before yeah, that, right? Blog world before that, and, and then, then it, WDS World Domination Summit. Yeah, and NMX I don't think exists. And anymore, you did right? you pay to go to those? Yeah, uh, you paid, paid to attend them. Or you didn't unconference. Correct, correct. Okay. Uh, now I would unconference. almost exclusively unconference. Yeah, that's how I yeah. did it too. Yeah, yeah. it took a, a, maybe a year or two. Now, like, so were you going there to learn, like attend the the breakout sessions and the speakers? Initially, yeah. Okay, you were. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I, I was a beginner at, right. in the realm of like, um, I mean, I had been freelancing for years, like eight years or something mm-hmm. prior to this. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of familiar with the ins and outs of running my own business, but I wasn't like niche websites and <laughs> affiliate marketing and all these things were, were very shiny right. and new to me. So yeah, I needed to like understand what direction I, all I knew is like, I remember I had this epiphany one day where I was like, I need to, I had created a, uh, like a, I guess this is my first foray into online businesses. I created like a subscription box company mm. in Boston. I was just basically doing gift boxes and I was working with like real estate agents and financial planners and stuff, people who basically needed to give their clients gifts. And I yeah. put together like local products and stuff. And I had this whole idea where I, I, I would just, I was working in specialty food. I was making relationships with the people who produced the food. I would go and visit them, watch, like get to get to watch them, like create things. Right. It was fun. Um, to start, but then eventually it just became like an inventory nightmare and a shipping mm. nightmare. And yeah. I, after a while, I remember it was like, uh, leading up to Christmas, I had all these orders and like my, my apartment was like flooded with boxes, gift boxes that needed to go out. And I was packaging all of them myself Yeah, as you know, that's like a seven month old business or whatever. And I was just miserable. Yeah, even course. though I, I was, I had grown it to like 
I don't know, it was like six to $8,000 a month or something. And that's a, that's, it was, that's substantial. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, but it was sales and it was like, it was hard sales. Right. It was one person. It physical was inventory, physical, physical inventory yeah. that was expiring mm-hmm. and shipping. Right. And I just, I, I remember going out to uh, drinks with my wife and she said, like, I was, she, I was just like, I'm miserable doing this. Like, this is like, thank God. I, what I did was I got all of the orders done, shipped them. And then we went out for drinks. And she was just like, this is, this is. And that's when you really unload it. I was, right? yeah. <laughs> well, I was just like, I'm, I'm miserable doing this. Yeah. And she was like, then you should stop doing yeah, it. Stop and doing I basically it. just closed it. Like I folded it. I just mm-hmm. wrote all my clients. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm all done with this. Wow. And though it definitely paid the bills substantially. Um, yeah. It was like, I don't want to live this life. I don't even want to build this business or these systems. Yeah. Um, but then I still then I stepped back and I was like, well, where do my passions lie? And I was like, well, okay, in travel mm-hmm. and in um and and I saw podcasting was like an opportunity to to dive in. Do you have you had some sort of radio training or background or, I had, or wanted to be in radio or something? Some I mean I I know. Really? Yeah, I had a radio show in college. Oh, that for made, like that's a something. semester or something, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But and yes, and and uh, I, mean, I went to school for communications, sure. and business and stuff. Yeah. So like, which that, is what I went to college for two weeks. For. Yeah. So yeah. you take some mass communications courses, you produce some like radio spots. Yeah. And I did actually really well doing that, but I still got into podcasting knowing nothing. Like, right. I bought the mic that I was told to buy by yeah. the podcast experts. And you, you know? and you were told to go to conferences. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But some, no, so somebody didn't tell you. You read it. Yeah, exactly. And so, but that was my, my, I was totally different. Or how, my origin is totally different. Path? Uh, I got invited to one. Okay. I got invited, um, FinCon. Okay. Right. I got, uh, 2013. Before Listen Money Matters? No, this is during Listen Money okay. Matters. So I was doing the podcast. Uh, I've gone to, I've gone to pool conferences because I had Swim University. So I've gone to those. Those are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they are not, you know, they do have the same, and that's just kind of what I was thinking, was, oh, it's a trade show, right? So I'm like, what is this? It's going to be a big floor of booths? Right, drastically like, different. Yeah, what right? the hell yeah. is, you know. So I've been to those conferences where it's just booths of robotic pool cleaners and diving boards and stuff, which are fine. Yeah. But it's, you know, it, it, it is what it is. And in the morning, they have actual teaching sessions. So I used to go to, like, the marketing ones and learn how to fix Aquabots and you know, really nerdy pool stuff. And they were boring. I hate mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. But it was getting out of work. Like, mm-hmm. we got to go in lieu of going to work. So to me, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, so I got invited because I had done, uh, we were doing the podcast, the uh, personal finance podcast. It was really growing at the time. I, I don't remember what episode. I think we were in the hundreds. We were like, probably, a, uh, we had about 100 episodes on our belt. And we had done, or I had done, uh, Andrew and I, we did a, a rap video for, it was called All My Money, and if you want to look it up, it's on YouTube. I've seen it. Yeah. The black and white one. Yeah. And I made that video because I had done one for the pool industry, and I thought, oh, this is a good way to get our podcast out there. It's like, oh, I know this, that the video went viral for, in the pool side, for the, in the pool industry. So I would go to these pool conferences, and people would, oh, you're the pool guy, you're rap <laughs> yeah, guy. Oh, right. I, that video was so funny. It's like, oh, okay. I can repeat this now that I'm doing this podcast as a way to uh, get more subscribers or, yeah, listeners. And it did not do any of that. It 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 failed. Tanked. Oh, yeah. Maybe 100 views. Key, key lesson there is not 
not all strategies work and, and, apply, and apply to to different totally, niches, right? Yeah, and like you should know that better than anyone. <laughs> right? What work? I mean, that's a great example. What works for Swim U is not going to necessarily work for Roasty Coffee. It's not going right. to necessarily work for Money Lab, right? Right. Yeah. So I I ended up uh, we put it out there, and I and and part of me was like, oh, it's too good. It was too good. Like it's not. Fu- it wasn't funny. Right. It was almost a little serious yep. about saving money and stuff. And it was black and white, avant-garde, like New York. We were in, we filmed it in New York City, and it was I was trying to be artsy, and <laughs> I just think I missed the mark on it. But but regardless, the guy uh, who started FinCon also had a rap video about personal finance on the internet. Saw it, loved it, and said, "Will you come and perform this song?" At least what that's what I thought originally. Would you come and perform this song at our personal finance conference? And so I talked to Andrew, and Andrew was kind of against going because it's like, well, they're not our audience. P- people in personal finance who are already doing what we're doing are not the people we're talking to. We're actually talking to people, you know, who need help with money, which and, misses the point, w- right? And and we didn't like it was almost we didn't need to learn anything, and we were just like whatever. So I ended up convincing him to go. I, at least that's how I remember it, and I could be wrong. And Andrew, if he ever listens to the show, is like. Fuck you talking about? That's not <laughs> that's not what happened. I dragged you. Uh, so I yeah we I ended up going and I'm not good on airplanes so I drank a lot and I remember being very obnoxious on the plane according to Andrew and his wife and so that actually happened. Oh you know what? That's actually not my first conference. Now that I'm saying all that I'm telling <laughs> this, this entire story. story. Well no though because the story led up to my first conference is podcast movement. Oh. Which is where we met. Yes. Okay. And but it just so happened that I had already been invited to FinCon to do that to do a rap song, and the guy who was running Podcast Movement found out about that, and I think reached out to me and asked, "Would you come and do the same thing at Podcast Movement?" And it was a month earlier. Okay. That's what happened. Interesting. Okay. So I ended up recording a song about podcasting and and going to Podcast Movement and. Um, this is the first time that I really met people on the internet in real life. It was out of water kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've always been good at making friends as a, you know, a normal person, Mm -hmm. you know, in normal life. I've Mm -hmm. always been good at like having local friends and I had a lot of friends from high school and we all continue to be friends after that. But in this world, I only knew people from forums and that's pretty much it. And mostly Fizzle. That was where I met Andrew, who, who I did the podcast with, because he reached out to me and was like, I really like Swim University. Can we hang out? I live in New York. You live in Jersey. We can literally be in person. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yes. Yes, I want that. And so I think he was really like the first friend that I made, and it turned into a business and a successful one. Mm-hmm. Uh, more for him than for me, but it's definitely successful. Yep. And... We tried to make a, you know, we were friends. Like, I drove up there, and he drove down to Philly, and that's how we, you know. And then we went to Podcast Movement and started, and then the podcast itself was when we started meeting people. And I I did, I would, you know, we would interview somebody, and if we got along with them, or if I got along with them, and they were local, we I hung out. I made an effort to go out and get drinks with them or to get coffee with them. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met Travis and Jason Moore and um, who you were talking to at Podcast Movement. Yep. And that's how I met the people from Fizzle in real life. I met Chase in real life at Podcast Movement, uh, who now we're friends. And it's and my whole like I didn't I didn't go to a single talk at Podcast Movement. I just sat at the bar 
And that was my move because huh. that's where I felt safe. Which is where I met you. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. And that's where I felt safe. That's where you felt safe. Yes. Because I'm like, oh, well, liquid courage, right? Because if I'm nervous, which I, I definitely get nervous around people. Uh, and, and this is, and this is, I was so new. So, you know, the fact that if anyone knew who I was, I was a little bit taken aback by that because mm. I was like, how did you, how did you listen to listen to my name? No, but I've, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's fair. So I felt safe there because I could have a, 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 a bourbon or a beer or something and sort of relax myself. I would be just, I would just be relaxed. And yeah. I ended up having conversations with people at the, at that bar in the hotel mm-hmm. about podcasting. And I met a ton of people by literally just living there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, there are all sorts of benefits to meeting those people as well. Right. And I mean, it's, I think what we want to start talking about, right, is like the different levels of connection that you can make and the yeah. quality of relationship and, and why that matters. Um, but right out of the gates, I mean, I think if there's this sort of hesitation as a, as a beginner entrepreneur or a beginner online yeah. entrepreneur. I still have it. Sure. Yeah, I have it too. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I went from, you know, I went from being this conference noob to yes. speaking at them, you know? Yeah. And that was a real change. And, and and once I turned that corner and I began to show up around the world, like literally going to conferences in like Spain and Bangkok, I did like a keynote interview. Mm-hmm. Um, that was such a difference where I was just like... <laughs> You're so taken care of, you know, the flights are all covered. Yeah, it's nice. Up. Yeah. There are special speaker events. Right. Um, and there's a, there's a, a, a status level that's, that's really nice. It's enjoyable. It's fun. It's, it's uh, I don't know, it's, it feels good, right? Right. Um, going, then paying out of pocket, you know, $500 to go and attend a conference becomes yeah. something where I'm just like, yeah, maybe I'll go to that city, but I'm not going to pay right. for the ticket to I, go in because... I can still make the connections and yeah. develop the relationships and see friends and make new friends and leave with the same things. Which are? Which are basically new connections. I mean, I'm talking about, it's, it's not about, it do, it's like initially it was all about when I first showed up at NMX, like, mm-hmm. you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed, it was all about knowledge, right? You were there to but learn. I, and, I, and I remember seeing the movers and shakers there that were networking, connecting. I remember people saying things to me like, I don't know, trying to prove themselves, of you course. know, and I was just kind of like, okay, uh, thanks for, you know, that's yeah. great. Um, but that's I such made, a off. yeah, but I made like at that NMX, like I made good friends with, uh, Chase Reeves from Fizzle and yep. then I, and, um, you know, and then he introduced me to, you know, Pat Flynn and Jason Van Orden and these guys that I started drawing inspiration from. Right. And then, and then, so that, but, but becoming a friend, you know, yes. like then going and like the next time, the next time I saw Chase, like it wasn't just like, oh, hey, we're, you know, we're conference associates. Right. Remember that time? It, I stayed in his basement mm-hmm. when I went to Portland. Mm-hmm. And he took me out to a couple cocktail bars, and we and I like met his family, and it was like there was a much more genuine connection happening. Sure. There. The I want to ask about the proactiveness of of let's just say, let's just take Chase for example. Sure. Um, did you walk up to him? And just say, like, because at the time, like, he was, he had fizzle, and, and you walked up to him. I and didn't know who he was. You I mean, oh, you did I mean, I did, I did know who he was because I went to a, a talk about. Oh, so he was, he was a speaker. So you knew, he, at, le- yeah. you knew at least that. Yeah, right? and he moderated a panel. Okay, right. Okay. Right. So you knew at least that. Yes. And Got so uh, this is the moment I met uh, Mike Vardy and yep. Chase. Yep. And uh, Justin Jackson was on there. Yeah. And um, this is in Vegas. Mike, Michael Shatter. This is Right. 
Uh, yeah, this was in Vegas. Did you? Do you remember? Because you remember like walking up to them. Did they just happen to be in the same group as you at some? Like, how did that? They were giving a talk. Yes. And in the talk, they talked a lot about uh, beer and cocktails. And oh. it was a talk about podcasting, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, it definitely was because those guys were all podcasters. Sure. Um, but I went up to them at the end and was just I I don't know, made oh an offhand God, comment about beer to Vardy. And then Michael Schechter comes over and they're and we're just talking about craft beer yeah. and like where can I get good craft beer in Vegas? And then Chase kind of came sidling up and was oh, like, I like yeah. cocktails. And I was like, well, I know a good cocktail bar. And then the next thing you know, I'm, I was out. So, with so yeah. Of- so you ended up connecting with these guys on something that you were personally interested in and interest. had nothing to do with the actual talk. That's, or th- that's a really important point to right. make about this conversation is that if you want to make a genuine connection with someone, mm-hmm. find something that. Uh, is outside, like find a common interest that's outside the realm of I find that so business. interesting, yeah, but I find it, where, like the thought of you walking up to somebody after a talk and and just connecting with them on something different, but making the first move, you know, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. in that yeah. uh, scares the living shit out of me. Mm. As, a, as, a, as a self-proclaimed extrovert, that scares the living shit out of yeah. me. I, I was never good at walking up and just talking to girls either. You I've know? So, never, I have never been the type to, and this is my introverted side, like, Anybody have any questions? Yeah, I've never had a question. I no, would, exactly. I like, never I, raise my I hand. Will, no, me too. Like, never raise my I hand. I would, I, but I sit in the back. But I would be the person that, like, if I really did have a question, I would wait until it's over and then I'd go I'd up. Go and up. Ask it. Okay, yeah. that's true. But yeah, maybe I would do that if I was, and that would be the driver. Is that I would be? I have to know. Yeah, it's right. driving me nuts that I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, my move is is sitting at the bar and. <laughs> And waiting for a group to form and or at least having one in, you know, like maybe I met Chase on which is what happened. Like I met Chase on Fizzle. Like he knew who I was before we had. So it was a digital relationship first. It was a digital relationship first. I have plenty of those. And I and I did it through humor. You know, I I jump on. They did this weekly call on Fizzle and I would jump on and, you know, make dick jokes or something and, you know, and everyone, you know, and he would. We just kind of connected, you know, and and so because he was like, this guy doesn't take himself seriously. I don't take myself seriously. Mm-hmm. There's that, which mm-hmm. is the same as, oh, we have a common interest of we don't take this very seriously, and that's kind of fun. Yeah. And so, yeah, when I was at the bar, I also had Andrew, who I'd met virtually, and now we were friends because mm-hmm. we were starting a business together, and he saw skill in me that I, you know, and I saw his his value as well. Uh, so I had two anchors, and plus Laura, his wife. So I had three anchors, <laughs> and we were all at the bar. Yeah. But Chase was the, um, he he was the the proton. What's the thing that attracts a neutron? The thing that attracts other <laughs> things. Nucleus. I'm trying to I'm trying to do <laughs> I'm trying to make a science joke, and I don't know shit. <laughs> so you know, he just like people came Gravitron? up to him, like yeah, pe- they gravitated towards him. I I'll say know. that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know the my... centrifuge. Yeah. She, you know, uh, <laughs> that's not right. Yeah. So he everyone would come up to him, and I would just be there because he was he was talking to me. Okay. And then that's how, oh, do you know Matt? He's this, you know, and then, oh, yeah, thanks. And then I would immediately change the conversation to, what are you drinking? Bourbon? Oh, you should try this. Or, oh, I drink this. Or, you know, where do you live? New Jersey, Philadelphia, really. And it's just, it turned into, I almost actively tried to not talk about business. That would be my, I, I don't like it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't like going out and trying to, that that moment where you were saying, 
guys would come up to you or even probably gals too, like gals, what am I fucking fifty <laughs> five? Uh, gal. Get, so this gal comes up to me, uh, like coming up, coming up to you and, and trying to prove themselves to you because they're all everyone's like puffing their chest at these conferences. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are not everyone, mm-hmm. and I am. I try not to do that because it it bugs me when other people do it, and so that's like me hiding at the bar and hoping you know people gravitate through one connection at a time, and it just sort of grows. And then Chase is like, "Hey, we're all going to the Flying Saucer. Did you go to that? No. Or you know what I'm talking about? No." It was a, it's a beer bar, actually. Oh, wait, maybe. In Dallas. Yes, I was there. Okay. Yeah, is that what yeah. the place was called? Yeah, uh, okay. something like that. Yeah. And uh, Long bar. Really long Big, bar. huge, yeah. yeah. Okay. And and it was, I kind of got invited to that through, hey, we're all going to this. Do you want to go? We're sitting here drinking. Let's continue this drinking. Yeah. Yes, I'm going. And yeah. then it was, oh, now I'm friends with Mike Vardy. Now I'm friends with Chase. Now I'm friends with, you know, then I just, it just kind of compounds yeah. once you start and you... Once you do that, and you, it just—I don't know—it just compounds. I want—I want to pull out twice. You've said like I was asked this, and I just said yes, and like saying oh. saying yes is a massive difference maker in this equation. Well, to kind of go on a tangent about that, did, did I give you that advice when you moved here? No, but I, I never had, gave you- that's advice. Like I, I have given on my podcast, okay, because it's about travel, and there's a lot of mm. there's a lot of things that I think people get. Um, talk about being outside of your comfort zone, yeah. right? It's easy to sort of stay in your hotel room or stay in your shell. Totally. But the traveler's mindset really that comes from the experience of getting outside of your comfort zone uh, teaches you the reward of just saying yes. Yeah. And so sort of just the experience of saying yes yields results and those results then inspire more confidence to just continue to say yes. Right. Um, it, it's a, yeah. And what, so I don't know, I didn't get this advice. I, I moved when, we, when Steph and I moved to Colorado. I put it. I had, it was in my head. It was yes, man. The movie yes, man. Like just say yes to everything. Oh yeah, when, and I, we might have talked about this. We might. I'm I, sure we. And have. I'm only you know a year out in like right. living out here in Colorado, right. and um, not even like not even like seven months or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been saying yes to. Do you want to go out? Do you want to do this? Do you want? Yeah. You know. And sometimes it fails. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, like, like, um, yeah, like that Halloween disastrous night, which was fun. But oh god, what was that? Where did we go? We oh. went, we went into town, and we just found ourselves at like, like some arcade bar with Bud oh. Light. And no, that uh, wasn't Halloween, was it? That was New Year's, New April Year's. Fools, New Year's. New uh, yeah, Year's. I don't even remember. Yeah. Okay, it, yeah, just yeah, not a good. Yeah, we ended up just like I remember we just ended up at a. Burrito bar, eating burritos, watching the ball drop. Oh, yes. That was New Year's. Yes, <laughs> that's right. I think we're, yeah. 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 Anyway, um, but say, saying yes does. I like, went to an AA party. It opens doors. What? I ended up going to a party where I, <laughs> so my friend was like, hey, I'm having a party. Like, you want to come? Yes. I say yes. So but I, did, you, did you know what it was? Uh, no. What? So I brought. How does this happen? Because. Um, it's very specific. So I knew, you show up with like growlers of your homebrew. I, I, I showed up with two bottles of wine. <laughs> I showed up with two bottles of wine and a cheese platter. And I and I it, I knew. So I knew the guy who invited me. He was you know he's uh, he doesn't drink. Okay. And so I knew that. But I've been to other parties of his where he's like, oh, don't worry about that. Like bring whatever you want because he's like I it's I'm he's been sober for like so many years that okay. it's like I don't it's not a problem for me. Sure. So I and so I ended up going. And I brought two bottles of wine. And he's like, oh, cool. You may want to hide those. <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was like, "Well, can I at least have a glass?" He's like, "We don't have a wine opener in their house." And I'm like, "Oh." And then everyone who came over, 
was this like they were all writing these like gratitude notes mm-hmm. and putting them like gratitude notes and sticking them on the wall and then like grievances and throwing them in a fire and i was like i have i am not i don't belong here i this is not my scene and i can't drink and so i'm like i'm you know i again like i'm not especially i don't know a single person besides one Mm -hmm. who's who's the who's hosting the whole party so that's always difficult to like connect with that person and I have almost nothing in like the, everyone has very something very everyone has something in common and yeah. I don't have that in common with them and yeah. so all I want to do is drink because it's going to make me relax and run around all these people and it's this uh, it's ironic maybe yeah or, not like it's something I'm yeah. just like I gotta go and I just well, left I, it, I, but but hey it's fun it's a fun story I have a story now yeah that's true and it's a good kind of awkward welcome to Boulder story yes too, right? it's a death um, yeah. but I, I, I think <laughs> this is what it's like I think it's what's What's interesting is you say when you got out here, you yeah. knew nobody. Uh, is that true? Like nobody, nobody? I knew Jason Moore, who okay. we, who's a mutual friend, yep. and he moved two months after I lived here. <laughs> so but, but he did introduce me to, to Seth, who's the, um, the sober guy I went to the party that I was just uh, talking yeah. about. Yep. So I met him. Yep. And so I, no, so to, to not to just like completely say that that was, that was just one time where the saying yes led to, this is not my scene and right. that's okay. Right. But what happened was he had introduced me to Seth. Mm-hmm. Seth came to, a, I had a meetup and I just had a meetup because there were some people, I, I had gotten a list from FinCon mm-hmm. of like, Hey, here's some people in Denver, just like email them and let them know that you're going to have a, a thing. So mm-hmm. I did that. Right. Mm-hmm. And I ended up. Uh, he came to it and then he was like, Hey, I'm having a party tomorrow night. Do you want to come? And I'm of course, Steph and I, yes, we're coming. So we go to his party. We meet a bunch of people. We're like, we were drinking. And then he says, do you want to come to a mastermind tomorrow morning at eight 30? It was Sunday morning at eight 30. I was like, Oh my God, it's so early, but yes, I have to say yes. It's my motto. And I'm like, yes, I will go to that. He's like, cool. It's at, you know, here's the address, whatever. So I show up to that the next morning, and those that was the catalyst for all of my group of friends here. Okay. Was I went to that, and I was going to that weekly, mm-hmm. and I just you know I made a mark there, and I and I we started talking you know outside of that weekly or monthly meeting, sorry. And it was about it was centered around business, but I yeah, and then now these people are like probably coming over tonight. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, that's and that's that's two and a half years later almost. That's great. But it's also it's led to other um like creations, it's led to development, it's led to a greater exploration of the Boulder area right. and development of yourself. I mean, yeah. this and this is kind of the the thing that the reason I was asking that is because when I moved out here like I did in fact have a world waiting for me here yes. because of the way that I had put myself out into the world before I got here. Through um, this podcast. Through creativity, yes, the podcast, exactly. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's almost... So you just reached out to people that you knew who lived here. Well, you're one of them. I'm one of them, okay. right, yeah. You're probably the biggest one because right. you connected me to two... Um, uh, a couple different people that have, you know, helped me rebuild a freelance clientele yes. base out here. Right. Um, and that, which is awesome. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. But so, so the, the really important lesson there, like one, you know, one I met at a, at a party here and then she just had a lot of work. And yep. so I've helped her with that. Um, the other, uh, was a curriculum designer, Pam James, yeah, wife, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and I, you know, brought her on to help me develop a program that I'm still kind of working mm-hmm. towards 
launching. Um, but working with her, she then introduced me to a friend of hers who needed help from somebody with my technical skill set. And when she put us in touch, she was like, you guys, you guys need to meet. I think that you'll, you know, you can, uh, probably help solve her problems. Mm -hmm. And her response was, wait, oh my God, your podcast was why I quit my job and moved out here <laughs> and insane. I live here and I love my life now because right. of that. And I, that's crazy. It's, it's crazy because it's, it's, it's an amazing coincidence, but it doesn't matter that it's a coincidence. Cause I can drive a lot of like confidence from the fact that there was actually this serendipitous like yeah. thing waiting for me. And I, you know, we're now on our third, uh, partner, partnered project right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and the fact that, that she was here before I got out here, but because of the work that I did, that's insane. It, it's what I believe is that you can, if you put yourself out, you, you put yourself out into the world, right. then the world will begin to open itself up more to you. And it's sort of, there's a sort of inverse or, or parallel relationship between mm. the more you go out, the more you, the more you begin to like understand more about yourself, and then the more you pull that out and share that with the world, the more yeah. the world will start opening up to you because you're sending out these signals, and every once in a while they ping back, and and they ping back in amazingly rewarding ways. I can't, I, you know, I I sometimes forget that. Mm. Actually, I forget it a lot, and it wasn't. In, I think I mentioned this on the last episode I did, but this podcast already in six episodes seven episodes now yeah has already changed my business life how i don't know if i can go into the details about it but um only because the deal's not done yet but i had a conversation you know I, I i basically it was an excuse for me to reconnect with people i already knew so all of the like everyone i've already everyone i've talked to besides justin jackson really were people that I knew per, or people that I know personally. And Justin, I knew through Twitter and we've had conversations, you know, virtually, but I've never really connected on a Skype level. Sure. Or never saw, an, uh, saw each other at a conference until I, he reached out to me because I was, I had mentioned I was starting this podcast on Facebook and he reached out via Facebook Messenger because we were friends. And he was like, I'm starting this podcasting company, this hosting company. Here's an introductory price. Would you do, would you do it? And I'm like, yeah. Wow. I just posted on Facebook that I was going to do this. I don't have a Facebook following at all. Right. I have my, it's like a normal Facebook person, like maybe a hundred friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. But he's one of them. Mm -hmm. And so I put it out there and that happened. And then he came on my show because he was trying to help. He wants to help me. And I was like, dude, we, we should be talking. Mm-hmm. And immediately it was like we had an instant connection, right? Right. Um, but I started reaching out to my friends, like my friends who I've known, but I don't – I always feel like I need a reason to reach out sometimes. It's not like I can just say, hey, what are you up to? Yeah. So it's a vir so because it's virtual, mm -hmm. you know? Especially when, especially somebody I don't have a texting relationship with. I think it, it kind of like it goes on levels. Like there's my – there's an emailing relationship, which is easy. Yep. And there's texting, which is next level. Yep. Well, it's like social media, email, texting, and then in person. Yeah, right? sure. Yep. And it's like, oh, if I go to the city that these people live in, I can text them and say, I'm going to be here. Let's, we're definitely hanging out. And, and people that live here, like Thomas lives here, you live here, Steph obviously lives here. And mm -hmm. so these people I've had, they're in my, they're in my house, they're in my, in my room. And so, um, but, but, but starting the podcast and reaching out, 
I get to, I get to talk about what I do, and people go, "Oh, I didn't know that. Let me let me take a look at that." Mm-hmm. And then it's like, "Hey, do you want to do a partnership? Do you want to this? I have th- I have this mm-hmm. that I that I need help with. Mm-hmm. You have this thing. Can we make it work together?" Yeah. Uh, shit, I would. That's not an opportunity that would have come up for me just hard pitching a bunch of people that idea, which I would have never have had. Right. I just connected it and started having a conversation and they enjoyed it yep. to the point where they want, people want to help. People want to, you know, Steph told me the other day, I, you know, somebody asked to help me with something, promoting Ernest specifically. Okay. My plugin. And I said, oh, yes. I kind of like wrote it off because I'm like, I don't like asking for help. And Steph says, by you denying the 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 satis- she's like you like helping people right it gives you a deep satisfaction when you help somebody i said yes she's like well you're denying that for somebody else so that's fucked up <laughs> and i'm like never thought of it that way mm-hmm. but it's and then i i reached out i mm-hmm. said yeah i'm interested what let's talk let's jump on skype let's talk about this idea yeah. that you want to help if you want to help me let's talk about it yep. and it led to um it led to promotion opportunities and, and business growth that I would not have. Yeah. And again, when I think about Listen Money Matters as a, a podcast, I every single relationship that I have right now, like my actual friends, are because of that thing. It's because that thing, that putting myself out there got me to FinCon, got me to Podcast Movement where I met you, mm-hmm. got me to Steph where I met Steph and now yep. she we're going to be married soon. Mm-hmm. Like that is all because of saying like putting something out there, getting on, getting invited or, or having an open mind saying yes. And then going and then just being cool, you know, just going and not being a, I remember this moment at podcast movement. And this is why it was that moment where you said you walked up to somebody and after they spoke mm-hmm. and said something, but it was totally unrelated to their talk. It right? Was, yeah. right. Yep. Um, I remember, and I, I don't want to give away the name, but I'm going to. So it was, it was Chase, and we were at, we were at Podcast Movement, the first one where I met you, and 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 I remember this guy, and I don't know who he was, but he was following. He had, Chase had just given a talk, and he had went up to Chase and asked him, and started just asking him questions. Followed him all the way out to the elevator. Followed him all the way down. Like he was going to his room to probably decompress, and this guy followed him and asked him questions the whole way. And, and I remember one of the questions, we were all in the elevator together, and I remember this guy, he had his notepad out, and he was like, what, do you have any resources like uh, you could you could provide to me? And and he was like, yeah, just go to Fizzle, man. <laughs> like, and I was like, that is just a, that's to me, and I, I, I keep that in my memory because that is the, that I fear that, right? I fear that that is, those are, those types of people they're not being cool, and I don't know how else to put that. Mm-hmm. They're not being cool. They're well, not. The, the the issue that I think that really is created from that is that there is an expectation or an anticipation of that being the majority of people at conferences, at trade shows, at events uh. like this. I I was in Mexico, uh, Cancun, at a like a travel blogging um, conference. Yeah, and I remember I they you 
when you have a travel media entity, you can partner very often with a lot of, you know, brands or destinations right. or travel companies that will, you know, use you to produce content and they'll fly you and travel yeah. you, you know, like, um, like the, like Sweden will fly you out, right? Sure. To, yeah, to, exactly. To just do blog content. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And so I remember there was a table, um, at, it was just like, I think it was the end of like the first or second day. And these people that were sitting at these tables were just going through like pitch, same pitch on repeat over and over again, meeting all these different people and trying to find people that they wanted to partner with. And I just remember thinking like, I hated it. I didn't want to go up and and pitch myself and do that whole salesy thing. And I, and I felt bad for the people that had to do it. And I remember there were, um, uh, three people sitting at a table and they looked exhausted and it was for trip it trip. It was one of my favorite apps in travel. Mm. Uh, it's a phone app. Be like yeah, never Go- heard of Google, it. Google, uh, what does Google have now? Flight, Google trips or something. Uh. Now, it's now what I use, but trip it was what I used for a long time to keep track of all of my flight itineraries, travel operations. Oh, like, wow. Up, uh, basically itineraries. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there were three people there. They looked exhausted and I went up to them and I was just like, Hey, how are you guys doing? And they, were like, they started into the pitch and I was like, no, no, no I, kn- I know what, what you guys are. I know what you do. I was just coming to say hi because you guys look exhausted. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, it's been a long day. And I was like, did you, it was a productive or like how to go for you? And they were like, yeah, good. Also we're in Mexico. So it's really easy to start talking about the country or sure. like, what have you done? Sure. And, they and they're were, all there for the same reason. Yeah, yeah. And they were saying that they wanted to go, um, to they were thinking of going to Chichen Itza. They really wanted to go down to Tulum, and I wasn't staying on that resort because I like to travel a little bit more like adventurously. So I was staying at an Airbnb mm-hmm. outside of Cancun, and uh, I was like, you know, listen, I've got a car, and if you want to go down to Tulum, I was thinking about that, and like on the last day, uh, that's the day I was thinking of going, you know, and they were like, yeah, we. We might, we might do that. And mm-hmm. later on, you know, I got like a, uh, I think it was like a text from them and they were like, yeah, yeah. Are you going to Tulum? And I was like, yeah, come on. And so the three of them got in the car and we just drove, you know, two hours down the Mexican coast to Tulum. Yeah. Beautiful little village. Yeah. Uh, and it was completely unforgettable there. Like where we got out, it was like, I remember one of the girls that, w- that was with us was like, do not get tricked by this moment this is not real this is like some kind of like surreal magical Mm. place that we have just stumbled into and we will be leaving and you will not find this again like don't fall in love with what's going on right now because it was perfect but it was so cool to have that experience with those people and then we left and then sure enough i partnered with them later right you know yeah but we made that connection around something that was of mutual interest right which is really Travel makes it super easy. Right? Travel does, and and the but fact so that you're alcohol. willing <laughs> alcohol, but the fact that you're willing to walk up to somebody and just ask. Where I where I am the opposite. I actually don't do that. I I kind of I kind of I use a I have a I have a tether. Like there's a there's another person that I'm there with. Yep. I don't like traveling alone. Mm. I, I like being at least with one other person or two other people, mm-hmm. and then sort of let them bring in you know be the gravitational force that brings in the others. I think there's a lot of self defining that goes on when you have that tether. Mm-hmm. And if you don't encumber yourself with that, mm-hmm. those definitions of self, you can then approach somebody with so much less at stake. 
there's no expectation on their end of who you are. In fact, they only see the potential in who this person is that's coming up and right. speaking to them. Right. And if you can impress, which yeah. I think you can, um, I can make them laugh. Yeah, that's my that's my in. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, humor in. is probably a really great thing to lean it's a tool. on if you're good at it. For, sure. for me, I've always found humor to be like the hardest thing. Right. So that's why I, I'm much more interested in like making deep connections with people. Yeah. So, but starting, I end up making a lot of people uncomfortable. You know, sometimes. again, like the podcast transformed me in this way. Like I might not have approached all these people, but right. I had I had to hit record with strangers. And then I had to ask some questions that I wanted to know, like profound answers to that would be entertaining. Sure. So like I had to go deep with people I didn't know right. and that broke that ice. I mean, yeah. that's really like we talk, you talk about the benefits of podcasting. The number one benefit is, in my opinion, is like networking at a high level. A hundred percent. I mean, I did that with Listen Money Matters. I think we should open this, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, I kind of want to bring it back to the 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 hypothesis or the thesis of of what I of what I want to get to which is making real friends from the internet really you know taking cuz i think both you and i i i i treat social media so differently than thank you i treat social media so differently everyone has a problem with facebook you know oh, facebook is full of shit you know, there's sometimes I got I, I looked at uh, Steph's Instagram feed. She's like, "How are you not seeing all this crap?" And I'm like, "Cause I don't follow shit I don't want to follow, or I don't you know whatever I don't follow yeah. friends just because they're my friend." Mm-hmm. Um, I use Facebook literally to make dates to like go out on a date with another human person. Okay. Did what did it today? Yeah, you know, I it's. Or I'll, I'll private message somebody on Twitter. Hey, do you want to be on this podcast? Sure, I'll email you. Let's jump on Skype. Or hey, do you um, uh, you know, do I want to talk to you about this? Or uh, or let's hang out. Like you, you know, and I feel like you've done you've really done the same thing here with Colorado with with the beer community. Yeah, that's true. I have I have definitely gone from an, an enjoyer of craft beer to. Part of the part of a real community. There is a thriving community of people here: collectors, enthusiasts, yeah. traders. Um, and now, I mean, you've been to breweries with me in the past couple months now, yeah. where I show up at breweries and I, I know people. people there. I know yeah, customers you know them, yeah. there. Yeah. And um, is it the highest quality of of like friendship? No, friendship? I know what you mean. No, right? But it's something to do. Well, yeah, and, could, and it could turn into that when you move somewhere new. Exactly, and I think I think with some of these people, it is becoming more genuine. You, and you have to work at it too. As I, I, one thing I've I've noticed even living here is not only like we have to force people to hang out sometimes. Yeah, we have to be the people who put it to excuse me who put it together. Which is why we have so many parties, and that's why I have you know. And that's not why I have a kegerator, but it definitely helps because I put two beers on tap, and I invite a bunch of people over, and they drink the beer, which is great. It's a great social connection. But I keep I do it so often because I enjoy it, but it also deepens those relationships. I think it's mutual interest is the real like the big thing here, right? And but the the trick the right. trick to creating genuine relationships. And the kind of thing that confounds that from happening in in business environments is to is that business doesn't work as a mutual interest, perhaps because it's too horizontal. But what also, do you mean? I don't think that 
I've never found that being like, yeah, I'm an online entrepreneur at an online entrepreneur conference and I'm going to talk about online email list building or something. You mean just like talking to somebody I can't, outside of it? I can't make a personal connection with somebody on those subjects. I can oh, talk. Right. We, we have a really cool thing going on because we... I think we sort of bonded probably over beer sure. and maybe podcasting also, but then we really, now we can, we can, our conversations can maneuver between our mutual interests and also business then enters that and we can talk creatively yes. about it. Yes. But I don't think that, that our friendship would have been born from talking about business. And I think that if you go to these conferences and you only try to talk business. about business yes. with other people, you are not going to make a lasting connection. You're just not. I mean, it can happen. Of course it can happen. Sure. But I just think it's far, you're making it harder for yourself. If you want to connect with somebody, you have to connect with them on a personal level. People want to work with people they want to work with. You know? Yes. People want to work with people they want to work with. Yes, that's true. So how do you do that? So how do you be that person <laughs> that they want to work with? Well, you find a mutual interest. Even if it starts with that. Yeah. Because I'm trying to think of very specific examples. You have to be good too, right? Like people don't want to work with you. It, just because you both like beer, they don't, they're not going to want to work with you if you suck at podcast hosting. Sure. Or I, whatever it is they want to partner with you on. I'm trying to think if there's an example of in my history of meeting people and Friendships, like I mean, when I met Steph, the reason Steph walked up to me at a at a private cocktail party for people who were speaking at FinCon. Okay, she walked up to me, and because of the rap song, she she was like, "You're there." And I, there's a there's literally that that cartoon that you see on the wall there that yeah, I great. that I put together is is about how we first met. As she, she walked, you can see she's tapping me on the shoulder. Are you the rap guy? Um, and so. That was how we met, but immediately we didn't talk about. Oh, what do you your personal finance blog? How's that going? How much traffic do you have? How big's your list? Like we right. didn't we didn't go down that road. Right. We I, I'm sure we talked about something completely different. Well, that's a good example of you put something out there that was creative, right? And she it resonated with her, or it made an or impression on her. her. Right. It defined you to her, mm-hmm. and so then she had a point of entry to like engage with your identity. Right. But what do you do if you don't have that? You know, let's say you go to a conference. Let's say if you're, if we're trying, if I'm trying to think about this, I'm going to go to a conference. Uh, okay, here's a great example. I'm about to go to a homebrewers conference in Portland. Okay, I know nobody. My my plan is to go to these uh, seminars and sit in the back and basically just be educated at. And then walk away and <laughs> go the next. I don't plan on walking up to anybody and asking them questions. I don't plan on walking up to people who I've who I recognize on podcasts I listen to or or, or YouTube videos that I watch. Mm-hmm. I plan on just kind of being a ghost there. Is that that's no way to meet friends? No, that's stupid. No, that's going back to what we were talking about before, where it's like you show up for the you show up to a conference for the knowledge. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing. In fact, right. you can learn. Life changing lessons doing that. Oh, yeah. But totally. if what we're talking about is making connection, yeah, that's, that's the opposite tact to take, I think. I mean, your other move is let's go to the bar, let's unconference and meet people at like in a social setting, but yeah. not, you know, not go in. But with that's a only... weird, that's a weird event because the whole thing's a bar. The whole thing is oh, drinking yeah. beer. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Everyone's drunk the whole, the whole time. Right. But it is going to the bar and, and I think that, see, that's a conference where, I would feel a lot better if I brought one more person, you know, one more person with me. Yeah. Okay. I just, 
that's what you were saying before. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe, I don't know, maybe it's worth experimenting at HomebrewCon or at WDS, which you're going to. Uh, yeah. But that I know so many soon. people. Yeah, that makes it easy, right? And um, they just pipe me in and I, I've met. Yeah, I mean, I met so well, many people. Well, who could that you way. stand? To, who could you stand to meet at a homebrew conference? Because you're not going necessarily. I mean, you're going to learn lessons, right? Sure, and, and uh, uh, level up your knowledge. But could you stand to to meet anyone that would benefit your business or your bottom line? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's two people in mind that I'm probably going to go meet. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and so like, and do you know them already? Or I've I've had email correspondence with one guy. Yep. But we have not. That's pretty much it and i like his tweets and he likes some of mine and so i can walk up to him and probably say hey i'm i'm matt and he's like oh cool i yes i know who you are yeah and maybe that is the jumping off point for me like maybe he introduces me to his partner and maybe you know somebody else walks up because he's famous in the in the industry and and he's like oh this is matt and i'm just we're just having a conversation and it starts and it goes hey do you want to come out to this thing we're going to as long as i'm cool yeah and not like a freak mm-hmm. and just sitting there asking him questions and, and bothering him and being a, a nuisance to him. And if I'm just being like, I'm a cool person. I, I like hanging out. Like yeah. we don't have to talk about beer even. Yeah. <laughs> like we can talk about podcasting cause he may be, he may not have a lot of people to talk about that. So it's the, actually the reverse. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yep. yeah. I would encourage you to just try that out. Like try, I mean, beer is going to make it really easy to meet people there. Yeah. Right. It's a little, uh, liquid courage. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's not, well, not just that, but the mutual, the mutual interest, Mut- of right. Both, okay, both sure. loving beer and brewing beer and making beer. Y- yeah. And, you, you, you took it a nicer way than I, <laughs> <laughs> I did. but it, that's going to be a pretty easy conference. I think to, to, to break the, that yeah. ice barrier. You're right. At. And yeah. I think that, you know, you could take notes on like how Mike, how the connections, the people that I met are probably going to be because you, they were your type of, you know, beer drinker or beer brewer, mm-hmm. um, and not, you know, your type of businessman necessarily. Right. And maybe there will be some kind of synchronicity later on that happens in business, but right. it's not necessarily going to happen now. All right. That's, that's a good idea. I'm have to do that. Okay. How do we, how do we wrap this up? What do you think, again, using the, thinking about the hypothesis or the thesis, really, of what it takes or the importance, really, of taking a virtual, like we all, we're online entrepreneurs, taking that, taking that and, and, and turning it into uh, real life relationships that actually end up benefiting you in so many different ways, rather than just like, yes, it's great to have a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's great to have a friend who one can commiserate with you when shit is terrible, who can celebrate with you when things are, are great, who understands who you don't have to explain everything to (laughs) like, Oh, I had this issue today with a bug on my plugin and you're like, what's a plugin? That's just a hard conversation to have. So you can, but, but also at the very next breath, talk about beer or make a joke about something and, and and do it either in person or when you go and when you go to a conference and when you or when you travel somewhere, being able to hit up people that you know that you can hang out with on a on a personal level and not necessarily be there to gain something, meaning business wise. Um, so I guess like what is the importance of that of having that? What's the importance of doing it and actively doing it? How can you actively do that? I don't know. I mean, I, I have like ideas, and I, I think you are better at this than I am. Where I think, and, I, and maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
But go and attend conferences is one thing, right? Yes. And you don't have to pay for them. Right. Just pay to get there. Right. Just get there. And, yes. it, and, it, and it, they're so much better when they're in your city. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sure. Like if they came to Denver, great. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to, like, to be honest, they, there's a conference that happens right here in Boulder called 212, I think. I will not pay for it because it's very, very expensive. And I just, I actually don't pay for conferences besides. I'm paying for the homebrew conference. I haven't for a while. But I've never paid for a conference. Yeah, I have, I think, twice. But Yeah. I either either get invited and speak, which I do work, mm-hmm. uh, or I just go to the city during it, and I, again, sit at the bar. Yeah. And just wait for yeah. the you know people to let out. Um, but but there's a conference here, and I've met people on the streets of Boulder who are who are attending that conference and, inv- and, had, and have invited me to parties, which I've declined, but I, it has happened. Yeah. Uh, and so... I think that that's huge. I think that's, I think, I think that's transformed my entire life. So for me, I remember thinking like, if I go to this conference and I don't go for myself, I'm not going like, yes, I'm going for myself. And we're talking about how to help yourself. Right. But yes, go to these conferences with an ear to listen. Don't go to these conferences to tell everyone about yourself, your thing, you, you, you instead go and connect with people on them. Learn about them. Get to know their interests. Find the interests that you also have. Just buy them a drink, have. right? Yeah, or just exactly like just. And be, if you don't yeah, drink, be cool buy them a good thing. Bagel. You're you're doing. You're not gonna. It's very very difficult to show up and talk about yourself. Yeah. And leave a room and have everyone in that room be like, I that want was just hang out with that person again. Oh, I was I was going the other way with it. Like, We're, who the fuck was that guy? Let's let's try to let's let's hurry up and go to this bar without so he doesn't when he goes to the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I yeah. know I'm never that guy, but well, but that I, guy, but that's that guy or that girl is at a lot of conferences. Yeah, you know, yes. and 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 but if you go and you know you walk up to somebody and just say like like hey what is it what is it you know what is it you do or what like like why are you here or like what brought you here. Or what's what been you, your favorite yeah. part of this? Ask yeah. them questions about them. Get them. Sure. Everybody loves talking about themselves. You sure. learn that when you start a podcast. Yeah. Lo- Everyone I, loves talking I about I love themselves. the parts where I'm talking. <laughs> this, is, this has been a great conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, I, I just that's that's kind of my, that's like my key takeaways. Is and and conferences specifically, like those are, I mean, again, and I'm for not me, saying, I, I'm everything not, has changed. My entire life yeah. has changed because I went to conferences. Multiple conferences. Same. That's it's. I get so angry with myself when I don't go. Yeah. I've I've not gone to so many things, and it's it's easy to not go to things. I love not going to things. But whenever when I think back to all of the times where something positive happened in either my business or my life, just in general. It's it's always been because I I went out somewhere like I went out and I met somebody or I reinforced a friendship. It's always been because of somebody else, mm-hmm. never because of my own doing. Mm-hmm. It's it never ever. And I would say the other part of it is like so conferences are one thing because that's one way as an entre- as a as a person who works from home. There's just there's so there's there's not many of them that happen at least that I want to go to like there's maybe four a year that I'm like yeah I would go I would go to that sure you know so what's the interim of that it podcasting to me has been holy shit right it's been awesome mm-hmm. other than that like I I guess Twitter hmm. I don't know 
what else? And Facebook for you, right? For the beer stuff, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's that's been a kind of like a good, fun little personal exploration. Sure. I can't say that I have actually pulled any like real value outside of having a social network. Like a real, well, no, part, you've a real live pulled, social but network. But you pull, no, you you mean business value? Yeah. Because you've definitely. Pulled, I mean, I have beers in my fridge because of those connections. Well, that's that's true. I mean, things that I would have my impossible beer to get has exploded exactly. almost at no cost to me because I've just been. Very There's value there, right? People, yeah. There's value there, and wait a minute, because we're not even thinking about this. Because mm. you're thinking about starting something mm-hmm. in this industry, true. like a business in this industry. Yes, and so technically. Would that have happened if it wasn't for no, all of this? That's correct. It right. would not. And and kind of like peeling back the curtain on that whole world mm-hmm. uh, has been so interesting to me. And it and it started from Facebook. No, it yeah, it must have. Yeah, right. it did. Yeah, and and Facebook, but on a on a very local level. So it's Facebook, mm-hmm. and that community forces people to like meet in person because you have to trade literally trade beers. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And so. You're meeting these. You're you're connecting with these people on yeah. uh, a social media a virtual network. Yes, and then creating a and then actually meeting them in real life. Yeah, and you've had a you've had a party, a bottle share where God, there was like fucking what 45, 40, <laughs> 40, 50 people there. <laughs> a lot of people. There's there. a lot of people there. Yeah, and everybody brought like top shelf quality top, yeah. beer. You know, twenty, but all from the internet. Yeah, yeah, they were really yeah outside of you. Yeah. Um, well, no, I'm from the internet. You too. are sort of from the internet, even yeah. though we, we did meet in person. But I'm saying we it, it starts yes, at the internet, it does. and then how do you, like the part of it is like how do you start from the internet? How do you you know? Okay, let me. Maybe, maybe, how do you nurture that initial seed? That's a thing. Every networking post that I've I've read networking posts. I'm sure you have too. Huh? Oh, here's how to network at a conference. Here's how to here's how to get you know links backlinks to your website. They're often right, but they're very mundane information. <sighs> but at the same time, they're information. I'm like that seems so in genuine i know that's not a word but like that seems so disingenuous disingenuous which is thank you which is <laughs> you they always say start tweeting them start commenting on the blog oh, and start yeah. doing you know and, it's, and you start to robot you know you start to systematize that and it's like well wait i don't even i don't care about commenting on their blog i don't want to tweet them like yeah wait do i even want to meet this person or how can i meet this person if i really want to meet you know, somebody in the industry who I who's who's tweeting or something, how do I go about meeting them that doesn't feel disingenuous? What if you meet that? What if you put all the work into doing that and then you meet them and you want nothing to do with yeah, them? Yeah. It's know, like when you finally meet like, when you when you finally meet Ed Qualchek. People from, from the internet really can surprise you in a negative way sometimes. Oh, I mean, or or in a positive way. Like when you meet oh, I, well, of course. That's I not mean, my point. Like, my, <laughs> my my friend, it's like when you meet Ed Qualchek from live and he's an asshole and you're like, I can't listen to their music anymore. Mm. Do you know that reference at all? Uh is it the ball guy? Yeah. Yeah. From from uh Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So <laughs> I bring it I brought up it's mostly a joke I bring it up, but it happened to my friend. He met like he loved Ed Qualchek, who's the lead singer of a band called Live. If, yes. If, because Steph was like, I've never heard lightning crashes. I played it for the other night. She had never heard it before. Wow. And to me, she's like, that must be an East she Coast never thing. Never listened to the radio in the nineties. Well, well, she's like, they're from York, Pennsylvania. So she's oh, like, maybe okay. it was an East Coast thing. I'm like, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they're a nation. Anyway, it's like, I mean, I know who Pearl Jam is. You're from Seattle. I know who that. I know who Nirvana is. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. So yeah. uh, I guess maybe it's not the same thing. But yeah, my friend met him, and it was just like, ugh. Crushed because yeah. he was just an asshole. Yeah. And it's like, 
And I've met, I've certainly met, and I won't name drop, I guess, but I've, and I've, it's only happened twice, I think. I've met people at Podcast Movement, actually, mm-hmm. who just like, I was just like, ugh. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. This sucks. Absolutely. And it has literally ruined my, I actually be, ended up becoming friends with one of them. <laughs> but. <laughs> Is it me? It was a guy named Nathaniel. <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, it was the guy you were standing next to you. Jim? No. <laughs> yeah, anyway. My friend Jim. Jim, your friend Jim. Um, no, it's happened to me too, where, where you, I'll, I'll go up to uh, people that I hope, you know, that, that inspire me with their work. Yeah. And I hope will um, be a connection or somebody that I can meet. And I've bought, like, bought beers or just, open conversation with people. And then it's pretty clear to me within, you know, um, I don't know, five minutes where I'm like, yeah, it's like, yeah, shit. I don't (laughs) like, this is a bummer to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to develop a relationship with you. I don't need to. Yeah. And, and just because you have 3 million, you know, followers on Instagram doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to actually benefit in any personal way from developing a relationship with you. Because even if, it was like, oh, I do the perfect thing to help you. I don't want to have to engage with that person. No, right. And and that's why it's more important, I think, to find a person that you can connect with. And they are people, too. And then like, find ways to be creative together. Right. That, that's, uh, or not. Or not. Or just be helpful to, to each other. No, not even that. Just be fucking cool. Yeah. I don't, I always say this, I say this to Stefan a lot. I'm like, I wish people, and then just, just as in life in general, like, I just wish people were cooler I wish people would just show up and be and be cool. I don't know how else to put that. And with the, there's no, there's zero context to that. But well, don't follow somebody around a conference and ask them a to bunch their of questions. Yeah, then, don't you know what it is? Don't bring a fucking notebook to a yeah, meeting. Just yeah. don't bring a notebook. Don't exactly. This is not your like. You're not here to learn. This is not your opportunity to find that one golden nugget that's going to like save your life save or, your or life. build or like you have make you all a million the work dollars. to do. You need to find the people that are going to help you in such many complex ways yeah find those people right, right? and then make connection with them so and the other, they want to hang out with yeah you. the other the other advice that i get a lot or that i got a lot too is like just keep helping people it's that jab 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 yeah. right hook whatever you know that's just it. keep helping but that's so much easier said than done mm-hmm. or 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 you can end up spending your entire life constantly helping and getting nothing from it because it's like well right. what if you're just the helper all the time which which i definitely am as a person i'm always I will. I will go. I will go out of my way to help anybody if they ask me, and it's, if it's definitely if it's something that I'm good at. Like, sure. I'm. I'm. I will drive anybody to the airport, no matter who it is. If they ask me, I will always drive them to the airport. Yeah. People think that's crazy. I haven't played that card yet, but nope. I know you're there. Pe- people think that's <laughs> like people think that's crazy, and I'm like, I like driving. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I like, I like, it gives me a chance to like listen to really heavy music on the way home or a podcast or something. Yeah. Uh, and and I always help people move. Mm. You know, which is, mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me. It's not a dread. Yeah. But to me, I'm just like, well, because one, I'll probably get to hang out with them and drink beer afterwards right, or get right. pizza or something. Yeah. You know, like yeah, that's, yeah. A, the, I look at the, the after party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always, that's the thing. I'm always Helpers thinking of the, always rewarded in that I'm way. always yeah. thinking of the after party. Yeah, sure. So I think that's, does that make, is that, does that make like a, uh-oh, where did my computer just shit it on me? Does that feel like it's full circle? Yeah, I mean, or am I missing? Are we missing something? No, well, I think it's a deep topic, and you could kind of, you could you could go 
many different angles with everything that we talked about. I think that the main point is that you need to, you need to put yourself out there, but mm-hmm. you can't make it about you. And, and you can't, if you want to, if you want to connect with other people, like on a genuine level, it mm-hmm. has to happen. Um, it has to happen away from business. It has to happen away from the aspirations of making money together. It has to happen with personal mutual interest. Mm-hmm. I really think that's the fastest way. Uh, again, that's like that's what I did in order to connect with. Like, I mean, I used a podcast there to make those connections with all of right. my guests, and then I. I took those like initial digital connections, I actualized them and I strengthened them by reaching out to them asking them to become well, beyond your podcast, right? Or well, to- so first that was step 1 and then step 2 was like actually seeing them and meeting them in conferences and stuff. Got it. Oftentimes So before I- you go to a conference you email these people and say, "Hey, I'm going to be there. Are you going to be there?" Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mainly because I, mean, I just want someone to talk to. <laughs> like I don't want to I don't want to show up alone. That softens the uh ex- and everybody feels that way. Even the people that have this is like their tw- their 20th rodeo, you know they still want that connection. So if you're offering that to them, that's great. They're going to value that. Right. I mean, I had people come on my show, uh, open themselves up to my audience, mm-hmm. become so comfortable with me, yeah. and then I thank them at the end, and then I see them in person, and it's like we skipped all the oh, small yeah. talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. And it's just like all of a sudden we're not just friends. It's like you're telling me stuff about like your ex-boyfriend who just broke up with you. Right, and right. Or your like health problems, and it's just like wow, we have a relationship already, and that's because I created this. I, I uh, this is really important point of emphasis. Right. I created this podcast. I cre- I put myself out there. It's being proactive. Yep. But I didn't make it about me. It's a show about other people, and then I just took those behaviors, those conversational points, yeah, and I accelerated them in person, and it really developed relationships very quickly. Wow. Now I have a massive network in the travel industry, so that when I do continue to to work on this program or go to an event or whatever, I have people that will help me because they have met me for me. And we talk about travel. We talk about beer. We talk about, you know, like Travis and I connected on beer. Like we're both travel podcasters. We both have businesses. We both have blogs. both have communities. But we, when we get together, we talk about beer, and right. that's where we. Re- that's where Travis was like, you know what? I want to work with you. Yeah, you know, and it's crazy. Yeah, well, she does, right? Because yeah, well, it's does. like, yeah, which we worked on we the paradise pack, right? Yeah. Totally. And and what's interesting is you didn't probably you've probably never asked him directly. Hey, do you have anything that you could toss my way that I could not work once. on? No, not once. Not once. It's putting yourself out there, saying who you are, being somebody that they end up liking, right. and saying, oh. You know, it's like when someone asks me, do you know anybody who's a website designer? And I'm like, no, wait, yes, I do. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not thinking of you as a website designer. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of you as like, well, I have a guy that likes to drink beer with me. <laughs> um, yeah. But he wouldn't be helpful in any way yeah. possible. Because that's, I mean, like, you're just going to do come to your house and get drunk. No, it's not. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. No, he's actually this. Yeah. And it's it's always a second layer for me. It's like, do you know anybody who teaches yoga? I'm like, no, I don't know anybody. Oh, wait, actually, I know four people who do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I'm not thinking of them in that capacity. Yeah, and I think if you be generous to other people in that way, it comes back around to you, and yeah. and you create you create these these uh, environments right. in which people are trying to throw each other work, trying to take care of each other, yeah. trying to help each other. And, and seriously, like uh, even like the virtual side of things, to say, um, use I use social media to actually jump on Skype with somebody, right? If they if they don't live anywhere near me, it's hey. Will you jump on Skype with me yeah. to just have a conversation? Yeah. Which is really hard to do, but it, I've done it. Like I've met my friend Jason Zook. I met him because another friend of mine 
you know, put uh, was that a fucking gunshot? I don't you know hear what that? that sound was. Was a car backfire? Let's say car backfire. Sound like a gunshot. Yeah, but there were there were also <laughs> some car noises. So. All right, yeah, we're in Boulder. It's I'm like, li- yeah, okay, the chances of it being a gunshot. <laughs> Uh, in Colorado, kind of high. Well, in Colorado, in high. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I've heard. Yeah. I, I mean, I was part of a firing squad. Oh God! I was at a guitar center in in, oh, in uh, Westminster. You told me this. Yeah, yeah. And the cops and, shot a guy. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "Don't come out." Yeah, oh, yeah. It was, was? Well, uh, when it was all cleared out, I, I had to leave, and then I couldn't come back in. Was it an active shooting, active shooter situation? No, what? no. It was a um, a guy who was trying to escape the cops and ran over one of the cops, and they all just teamed up and just shot him and killed him. That's not how to make a connection. No, that's how to uh, that's how to drink a half a bottle of scotch when you get home. Yes. That's what happened. Don't do that. If you, if people don't like you at conferences, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's uh, using social media um, to go take it always take it a step further. Try to I, I always try to transition transition into email as fast as possible because at least it, from email. It just feel, it's like that next level, and then texting is a whole nother step. Mm-hmm. You have to go and meet somebody in person before you can start texting people. I think. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I literally don't, I don't have. I don't text anybody I haven't met in person. I agree. I yeah, think right? it's an intimacy to texting. But. Yeah, and I and I don't ask for help. I don't. I I. But but reaching out via the podcast has is like it just sort of it's a, it's a reconnection point. Mm-hmm. I just don't know any other way to do that besides like, hey, I'm going to be in your town. Are you around? Let's grab a drink. Which which is so so good to do and i i'm such a bad i'm so bad at it but i think i kind of do it naturally is i'll just be in town and i start texting or i'll start emailing oh shit i'm here like let me tweet somebody and yeah. see if they're here too like right. so anyway um relate really all relationships uh, take maintenance you know yeah. like and so you really you can't you can't expect to have quality relationships with you know uh, uh, thousands of people that are your facebook fans or mm-hmm. friends friends mm-hmm. And and keep all of them, you mm-hmm. know, healthy in your garden. Yeah. You can't water and, and tend to all of them. So you really have to choose the ones that you re- that really matter. And those are your people. And yep. it's even better if those people also like to drink beer with you, you know, <laughs> yeah. at night or or you know, or go drive go for a drive up into the mountains or something like that. Right. Like it's it's particularly fortunate when you find those people. But if you find those people first in a setting in mm-hmm. which you already know you've also got this like business thing going on yeah then that those are the relationships that are going to be a work more more worthwhile to maintain mm-hmm. because it's better to maintain five relationships than it's to maintain a hundred and yes right yes yes 100 100 percent. and two uh they're going to uh be easier mm-hmm. to to maintain because they're just going to become friendships and a friendship it, there's there's a lot of work where we're kind of like devising how to create a relationship how best to network Right. But step, if, st- honestly, this is why I say find that mutual interest, interest because you can create friendship first. Once you create a friendship, you don't have to right. overthink that. Right. We don't have to create five steps to friendship, right? <laughs> no, like, right. like, fuck all that. Instead, it's like you've got your friend, and now how can you guys help each other? Because you genuinely want to. Right. Or right? you're, yeah, you're going to, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, and, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I feel like the, the, the stuff that you've like some of the work having just moved out here, some of the the connections that you've made for me have been, they haven't been because I asked. No. Right. No. And, and and I think that there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah. 
And there's a lot to be said about that because we developed a friendship first. We right. didn't think about any of this. Right. And then it's it's benefited me as a professional yeah. and as a person to to pursue that first. Yep. And I just don't think people people a lot like some people will literally say, I'm not here to make friends. Mm. Right? And you've heard that. Yeah. And that's fucked. That's it's messed up, but it's like it doesn't I, I, funny, funny enough, I'm thinking of like Master Chef or like Survivor or stuff. Right. And you have all these like competing people. Yeah. And some people that show up at these conferences with those mindsets. Gross. And yeah, it's gross. I want nothing to do with them. Right. I want. I. I. I don't because I know that they're out for themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not interested in other people. So show up. Be interested in other people. Look for friendships. Create a friendship, and then see what comes from that. You're already putting yourself in a position. If you're a travel blogger, you're going to a travel blogging conference. Make a friend. And then that friend is already in the space in which you want to work. So yeah. you guys can and it'll probably other. turn out. And if it doesn't, who cares? You have a friend. And what's even better is that all these people have their own networks. Right. Right? And you have no so idea how big they are. it's not just one person. Right. It's one person who can connect you to thousands of people. So you're just plugging yourself into a tree right. and and branching out from there. I mean, Oh, great. It's a great. Uh, Visual? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, 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 tree of life. And, and, and my, my thing is just say yes to everything. That's, Yeah. I completely so agree with that. It's worked so well for me. I 100% agree with that. Um, it's been long. Yeah. Let's go drink some beers. Okay. All right. We're going to wrap things up. All right. <laughs> uh, I want to thank Ryan McRae. McRae. McRae? McRae. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Uh, I think I'll see you soon, actually. Oh, does uh, he live around here? No. No. He lives in Ch- yeah, he lives in Chicago, I believe, somewhere oh. around Chicago. Okay. Not trying to dox him or anything, but it's, <laughs> he lives uh, at yeah, he one lives, three seven yeah. two North. His mother's Pawnee maiden name Drive. is Johansson. <laughs> uh, so he he provided my new middle name this week, which I via email, which I added a little ending to. I didn't want to just <laughs> Ooh, boy. so topical. You next Tuesday. I see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions or topics you'd like to talk about, you'd like me to talk about, or me and whoever's going to be on to talk about on the show, please email me at matt at moneylab.co. And also feel free to send me new a new middle name suggestion. I'm open to trying new ones out. But <laughs> you can make them dirty, I guess. If they're, <laughs> I'll hey, I'll try anything. Challenge accepted. Challenge right? accepted. Yeah. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't. Do you, what do you listen? Do you listen Apple Music, right? Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcasts, yeah, yep. me too. That's it. I've tried a number of others. Oh, have you tried Overcast? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Overcast is, is actually the one I was just about to say. That's it's like second best. The only one I would consider moving to, I, I'm not going to lie, like, I don't like to fill up my phone with a lot of apps. And yeah. the fact that the podcast app is on my phone. Already. Already, yeah. and I can't delete it, I don't think. Maybe you can. Uh, I think you can now. Okay, yeah. all right, but whatever. And I'm used to using it and yeah. it has all my stuff. It's like, syncs to your com- syncs to my computer, too. Yeah. So it's good yeah. for that, yeah. Uh, if you really like the show, I mentioned earlier, please leave a review because apparently that helps us, uh, helps more people to find us and attracts more sponsors, which makes us more money. And right now, the only sponsor is uh, me. Uh, and and bonus points for leaving funny reviews. Speaking of reviews, I got one from Hank Coleman on iTunes. God damn it! I hit the corner hot corner of my screen and it went black i disabled that that's not uh, the first thing you do the first thing i do with when i get a new computer is i disable hot corners uh, i kind of like it though do you yeah oh, i can't i, I can't do well it. this one's from hank it's i love matt's podcast every entrepreneur blogger and online marketer should listen to it it's always great it's always a great funny conversation and you don't realize 
just how much you're learning in the process. Great podcast. That's, very, a, that's a good... Yeah, it's good. It's not that, very funny. It's good. It's not funny at all. <laughs> it's no. not funny. But I think he's totally right. I think he's totally right. Which I think is, it's like, for me, like one of the things I struggle with with podcasts is I'll put them on, I'll listen, mm-hmm. and I want, I'm like, so often I'm like, can I just get like a five minute like podcast that gives me all the points that I'm supposed to learn so I can move on to the next one? Yeah. But if you, I, I think the nuances of this conversation could only be learned through us exploring the topic sure. instead of actually like being didactic about it. Yeah, like that, scripted. Yeah, and I think that's Hank's point. Yeah. I'm reviewing Hank's review. Review, right. Five stars for Hank. Five stars, Hank. <laughs> uh, finally, visit moneylab.co to follow my experiments and challenges trying to make money online and subscribe to get email updates and announcements. You can also follow me on Twitter. And if you want to make a real connection with me, that's a good place to start or email. Uh, my handle is at Matt Givanesi, which you can figure out how to spell it because it's not worth it. So... Uh, dude, thank you for coming on and doing this. My pleasure, man. Yeah, we'll this do it again. Yeah, I'm we'll looking it again. forward to it already. Cool. Thanks again for listening, guys. Bye.